You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Hi, I'm Joe from the Editing Bay. I work this ridiculous work schedule. It gets me out in the early afternoon, so I get bored. Jeff, from my comic life in 8-Bit, has a similar schedule. So once a week, I'll run by, wake up Jeff, and force him to see movies with me, and then we come back and talk about it. Welcome to our Afternoon Delight. Skyrockets in flight. Afternoon delight. You guys have it, I think. Afternoon delight. This is Afternoon Delight on the Next Wave Radio Network right here on the Editing Bay Podcast channel. My name is Joe, joined by Jeff, and uh, this is where we go see a first-run movie and then come back here and give our immediate impressions of it. Uh, We are all dino crazy right now because of the release of Jurassic World. So, of course, we had to go check this movie out. That's right. And it was showing in uh, in the big prime theater where you basically had to take out a mortgage to go and, uh, and see a movie in 3D <laughs> with the big rumble feature in your seat. Yeah, there's quite a price difference in ticket when it's not a matinee yeah, showing. Dude, when you see it after 1 o'clock, oh my God. So, lesson learned and not going to see a But I noticed movie. after I bought my stuff, it was they were like, oh yeah, you've now got, uh, you've got some money to spend on your Stubbs card. And so I immediately texted you and I was like, brother, you got some money to spend. Yeah. And uh, so I, I hope that helped. Well, I used it to buy my my bottle of water. Well, at least there was that, you know. Yeah. It, it gave you a little so relief. There is like four dollars and some change. <laughs> all yours, buddy. No, I just you know I I hope that it, it gave some relief. You know, that's all. Yeah. Uh, I know I've used it in the past. I kind of was hoping that you'd use the whole thing because oh. I know in the past I've act like I know me and Sarah went to that theater once and I used the card to try to like put points on it or whatever mm-hmm. and it ended up using the money uh, on it. And I was like, well, fuck. I didn't mean to do that. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> we saw Jurassic World. Now, uh, disclaimer, I had already seen this movie with Sarah last week when it came out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know we had come back here when we were recording last week uh, talking. I think it was when we, oh, when we recorded MVP. And uh, and we had told you just a little bit. We didn't want to spoil it for you, but we were like, yeah, you know, it was fun. Uh, we had a little bit of some issues with this stuff, you know, some issues here and there. But overall, enjoyed the movie. Uh, and then when we were coming back to record this today, uh, oh, no, once the movie, I straight up told you, I was like, wow, pretty sure I liked it a lot less this time around. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. Credits had, like barely started rolling. And you're like, yeah, didn't like it as much the second time around. And... Uh-huh. I don't see how that's possible. Yeah? Well, okay, so let's start with you. Okay. We'll, we'll start with your impression, since this was your first time seeing it, and that is the spirit of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Let's get your impression of the movie. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. I really liked it. Of course, I don't think it's as good as the original Jurassic Park. No. You know, is I, I, I don't think it's as good as that. None um, of the sequels ever will be, guys, because Spielberg set the bar so high. He really did. With well, that first be, Jurassic because, Park movie. Because also, is the technology they use. It's like the first Matrix movie, you know, is, is like when you use this technology for the first time, it's just wow. And then everyone, but now that that technology is created, everyone uses it. And then when you see it repeated over the years, it loses its wow factor because it's another, you know, it, it, you've seen it so many times. And it's something that even kind of transcends that is the fact that, and Hillary touched on this when we talked about Jurassic Park 3 on the editing bay, that paleontology and dinosaurs were such hot shit. The years, like even the two, three years, 
I'll even give it five, leading up to the Jurassic Park movie. Dinosaurs were so hot with kids, and like you were, le- it, it, maybe it was just that time for for me too. You know that I was, it was around that time I was learning about dinosaurs as a kid, and so you know about that time when Jurassic Park was hitting, it was still kind of in the front of my brain, and I'm like, mm. oh man, dinosaurs. You know, you're very aware that like dinosaurs are extinct. This is going to be the first time that we're going to see dinosaurs on film as they're actually scientifically supposed to look like. Right. Quote, unquote, supposed to look like. <laughs> and not like how they look in those Har- uh, Harryhausen movies where they're done in claymation and stuff. Right. Like this is, you know, great care has been taken to model these things both in practical uh, puppet effects and in computer effects. And it was mind-blowing. It's the first time you saw something like this. And it was very convincing. And it's still convincing to this day. Mm-hmm. It holds up you know i think i said on on the jurassic park 3 podcast that like jurassic park there are parts of it that don't hold up i'm not referring to the dinosaur effects none of the, i mean those are still impressive yeah i'm talking about like the linux stuff like that stuff is laughable but i'll still like that part where the t-rex first shows up and starts attacking them for the first time like my heart still beats a million miles a minute right well and also i think it goes back to something that you and i have said over and over again on the show when it comes to special effects is you and I are both fans of the practical aspect. Uh We both like the practical effects. When it can be used? Yes. And when you can use practical effects and blend them in with CGI, it's fantastic. Uh I do. Th- I think Jurassic World. Rel- I wish they would have used more practical effects. Uh huh. But it- before we get to that, oh, okay. Uh, just another thing, like about why, how how Jurassic Park, why Jurassic Park worked and still endures, uh, is because the story. Yeah. And I think ultimately the script is very smart uh, and and it, it has a very strong foundation. And I think the sequels all suffered from just not having quite that strong of a base. Right. Now, all right, so Jurassic World, yeah, it did not have as many practical effects. Right, which upset me, but I was, I was still okay with it. I mean, you know... It, it would have been nice to have, like, I'm sure they still have somewhere, like, in storage, the original, you know, animatronic T-Rex. Uh-huh. And I'm sure they also still have those Velociraptor suits that those guys had to wear. Yeah. You know, and what makes me mad is is the the likelihood of the fact that they didn't use those was because, uh, because like... Uh, they didn't want to spend the money on it. Now it was cheaper to do it with CGI. Yeah, it's like it may be cheaper, but man, but when you when you have someone in that suit that like really gets into that character, uh-huh. you know, is is it even though they're behind, you know, maybe two or three inches of rubber, something still like transcends that, and it's and and you're able feel, to see that, it. That, yeah, that, that sense that you can touch it and feel it, right? And it makes it seem even more dangerous to you exactly. just watching it from exactly. from your seat. You know. But there were some things in this film that you couldn't have done with practical effects, oh, and yeah. and it's like okay, you know, I, I like it, but still, uh-huh. I wish they would have blended the two more, uh, you know. But that didn't really take me out of the movie. Okay. I, I I'm I can still look past it. I really only had two issues with this film, uh-huh. and like the first one was not every character needs a story arc. Uh-huh. Not every character needs to learn something. I think is, we're I think we're going to be on the same page is, on this one. Is you know, is like f- is the 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 two brothers. The older brother didn't need to have this like story arc of like I'm going to learn to appreciate my brother through this tragedy. Uh-huh. You know, 
as someone who had an older brother, I understand that, you know, yeah, you guys fight, you, you fight and you fight. But like, I remember no matter how much my brother and I would fight when we went on vacation and it was just family, it was something different. Like, you know, all that fighting kind of took a back seat because, you know, is is that's all you got right now is is your brother. Yeah. And when there's that scene when they're talking about the family trouble and the younger brother starts to break down and cry. There is no way an older brother just sits there and is like, well, that's the way life is. You grow up. I'm out of here in a couple years. I don't care. Yeah. No. Is like there were time. There have been times when my brother and I in the morning hated each other's guts. But then throughout the day, something terrible would happen. And by the end of the day, it brings you together. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel like he I didn't feel like they needed to have that. Just have them be brothers. Yeah. Brothers fight a little bit here and there, little scuffles. But it, it seemed like they tried to overdo it. And I didn't think that was necessary. And the same thing with their aunt played by uh, Bryce, Bryce da Dallas Howard, Howard is, you know, she she is a single woman career driven. It's like. You know, yes, yeah, she doesn't know how to take care of kids. She knows how to do her job. Uh -huh. You know, she it, there was no line of dialogue to explain that, like, oh, we're trying to get her to learn what it's like to be a mother or or have a family. It's like, you know, she 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 didn't really need that story arc. She I did like that she had the arc of like you got to learn to let go because uh -huh. you can't be a control freak. Yeah, I did like that part of her story, but the like trying to include this family aspect part didn't really dig. You don't need um. You don't need a whole lot of personal drama when you've got a movie about dinosaurs getting yes. loose on an island. Yes. Uh, I don't think we needed personal stories at all about the brothers. I, I was really... Uh, I was turned off when we saw it the first time, and I was telling Sarah when we were walking to the car after seeing it the first time. Uh, I, I didn't think we needed to know those brothers at all. I didn't think we needed to start the movie with those brothers. In fact, I thought the movie should have opened up with Chris Pratt, like training the velociraptors we should have opened up this movie honestly the only person who goes through a change in this movie is bryce dallas howard yeah she's our protagonist so either we start the movie with her or we start the movie with chris pratt and open up on her like coming to the velociraptor paddock and like we find out like that they've got some kind of like a, a weird hazy history uh the fact that they have some kind of a dating history makes no sense at all. Like, there is nothing about these characters initially that indicate that they should have had any kind of a romantic connection, that they should have dated in the first place. So that kind of turns me off on their characters. I felt like it wasn't prominent enough. Like, I didn't feel like they tried to make a too big a deal out of it. Like, just a quick a line here and a line there. The thing is, there's, there's, there's a, a, a there's, there's the gray area. And the thing is, they they skirted too much on the wrong side like they didn't go the they didn't go too far over the line mm. but they went too far the wrong way like th they went too far the other way where they didn't they didn't, didn't flush even, it out they enough. didn't flush it out at all yeah. instead of flushing it out too much they didn't flush it out at all yeah uh you know and they flushed out the kids too much the and the family and a divorce who cares I don't care. I don't go to see Jurassic World to see kids struggling with their parents getting a divorce. You know, what do those kids learn in the course of the movie with dinosaurs attacking and not 
I, I don't care. It could They could have been any kids. They mm. could have been any kids. It could have been the same thing as with the first Jurassic Park movie. where Because it's kind of along those same lines anyway. Yeah, I did Where John up, yeah. Hammond and his grandkids show up, and he's like, oh, yes, go out and say. It could have been the same thing. She could have still been uh, reckless with them or careless with them where, well, well, my nephews are showing up, and I've got to. We didn't need a family history thing. We didn't need Judy Greer's character. And she's like sixth build in this movie. I guess that's not too impressive, but uh, <laughs> but like th- we could have just had them show up. We didn't need the whole like they the, we, we follow them from their home to the airport. They fly in. We didn't need any of that at all. We didn't need to discover the park through their eyes, especially when you showed us so much in the trailers anyway. So it didn't really surprise me. I was just kind of waiting for the dinosaurs to show up. Uh, and so. For me, it was it was just kind of a whole lot of pomp and circumstance until we got to the stuff that I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. So for me, start in the park. Start there. Start at the park. Show me more of, oh, these are the advancements. These are the things that we've done yeah. since John Hammond passed away. These are the advancements. These are the agreements that you made. You know, give me the, the guy, uh, the billionaire now, uh, Mizrahi, who owns the park now. And, oh, this is the person who owns the park. Flesh that character out because we didn't do that at all. Yeah, give, we, we, we don't find out how he and how he got the park. Right. Or like we're... You know, is because at first you were kind of led to believe that, like, okay, he's a billionaire, so he invested and got it up and running. But then there's like one line of dialogue where it sounded like, you know, John left him the park, yeah, or like you know, put Not him in charge. However, yeah. but but yet, Ingen still has a majority stake in what's going that on. That was my second issue with the film. Not not the the. Why did you name them in Gen? Because well, they were, yeah, they were in Gen already in the in the first in the original Jurassic Park. Oh, were they? Yeah, it was already called in Gen oh. back in, in in the original. See, yeah, I haven't watched the original a little bit, and because like my whole thing was just like, you guys are walking kind of a fine line because there are a couple times <laughs> when Chris Pratt says it real fast, and, and it sounds like in Gen. Yeah, and you're like. Was that a racial slur? That sounds racist. Yeah, like, you'd think you would have gotten something. Okay, so that's from the first one. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like, oh, okay, there's some privatized military group <laughs> that's getting that that's just chomping at the bit for the opportunity to show that, like, they've got militarized, uh, weaponized dinosaurs that they're waiting to freaking unleash. I feel like that's something we should have explored a little bit more than just one scene of dialogue with the kingpin from Daredevil. Uh I, I don't know. I feel like there was there's a little too much talky talk that just was I gl- I glossed over like it made my eyes glaze. And the thing is, this second time around, I knew to watch for it. And I still was like, Ugh, well, come on. I'm so I, I'm just not interested in what's going on here. Uh, and then and then we finally get to the point where, you know, the Indominus Rex gets free. And I felt like they should. I felt like that part came really quickly where it got free. But then the chaos as the result of it seemed like it, it that took a while to trickle. Yeah. It was like, you know, because because once they actually got to the park, I, I felt like it picked up speed and like, OK, you know, and also I was just taking, you know, even though I was saying I like practical effects. The CGI in this is great. It's really good. When you see these wide shots and these landscape shots, like I was really blown away and I really enjoyed it. 
you know, and and so for me, that's when the film started to pick up, and then quickly it escapes, and then I was like, you know, but it's it seems like it's taking a while to like cause all this chaos that we saw. Here's what I felt would have been more effective to to build on the terror of the Indominus Rex is not hear about the what's going on and just see the aftermath of the other dinosaurs it slaughtered. But, you know, I'd rather see maybe people like on nature hikes and around other dinosaurs and see the Indominus Rex show up mm-hmm. and kind of see it actually attack and stuff. I mean, I know that's terrorizing, but that's kind of the nature of these Jurassic Park movies. That's yeah. kind of the natural step up if you're going to escalate these Jurassic Park movies, that's kind of the natural next step. This kind of felt like it was just another a plateau and not really a step forward in the franchise. Uh, I'm not saying that you need to you need to make something that's grisly and horrible, right. but I kind of feel like we're at the point now where the interactions between the horrible deadly dinosaurs don't need to be just like the general public only get to interact with, you know, the nameless pterodactyls that kind of do this or do that. And only our stars get to interact with the big bad evil, the Indominus and the T-Rex and the Velociraptors. No, I kind of think it's time that like the extras are now fodder for the Indominus Rex, you know, we, we kind of get to see something like that. That raises the stakes of your movie. That makes your movie a little bit, you know, it makes it more engaging. It makes you as an audience member go, oh, fuck, you know, shit is about to get fucking real. Like, this is, this is fucking horrible. The stakes are high now. Mm-hmm. Um, there, however, that, that isn't to say that there isn't some gruesome shit that happens to some people. The, the woman that is supposed to be the kid's guide right. in the park... Uh, she dies in a really horrible fucking way. Yeah, like drawn out, like whole, like just like you know, like the kind of way that you would reserve for like a main villain of a movie. And I think yeah, I, Sarah and I were listening to another podcast talking about this, and I don't know if they were referring to her or to another character, but they did say they're like there was a character that died, uh, and they they killed them. And we, I think they referred to this character as an antagonist, but I wouldn't say that she was an antagonist. No. But they're like this antagonist died in a way that made me think that they were, you know, a really like the 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 big bad of the movie. But I don't think they were. But she died as if she was the main antagonist yeah. of this film, and it was a horrible death. It was gruesome. And while I said what I just said about like people should be getting killed by like the main villain, like that was like surprising. Yeah. But very random at the same time, you know what I'm saying? It was very random, and it was very, like, a, a very, like, whoa, what, uh, wow, okay, and, you know, but the action the action kept going, and you, you know, kept... It very isolated. Yeah. It was very isolated, though, and I guess that's kind of my problem with it, that it only happened to her, and, like, nobody else kind of suffered what happened, that, like, in, mm-hmm. a, in a similar fashion. Uh, so, I don't know, I guess that's... What I'm trying to say is that it kind of lent to this imbalance that I feel from this film. And and it was more apparent the second time around than it was the first time. Um, I I didn't like Chris Pratt as much in this movie as I like him in other films. And I get that he's trying to play something, you know, more of a, a straight action star in this movie. He's more, right. he, he's more straight-laced in this movie. And I want him to be more Chris, more Chris Pratt. And he's not. And that's more of a personal preference. I understand yeah, that. I did. I didn't. I didn't have. Uh, I didn't have an issue with him at all. I thought. I thought he was great. I really enjoyed his character. You know, is uh, I thought. I, I, I thought he did a good job. Yeah. You know, is I. I didn't have an issue with that at all. I. I actually enjoyed seeing him 
not be the smart ass and not providing the comic relief, you know, is when he does it, I think it's great and it's fantastic, you know, but I was glad to see that that they weren't going to try to make him be not only the, you know, savior of the day, but also the smart ass with all the quick, you know, one liners, you know, yeah, he as you see in the preview, he has that one scene where he's talking to Bryce Dallas Howard about, you know, oh, you can relate to like one of these things that they yeah. that, you know, is animal instinct. But outside of that, like he wasn't he wasn't a smart ass, you know, and, and I, I liked it. I like seeing him in a role where he wasn't that that guy. Uh-huh. And and I thought he did a really good job of it. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I also kind of liked the I kind of liked the overall theme you know, of, you know, is, is when, when, when companies get blinded by money and they hire the experts and then the experts, you know, sit there and say, don't do this, don't do this. And then they say, no, because it's all driven by money. And then in the long run, they learn this lesson of like, we should have listened. Like, you know, I, 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 I like those type of stories. I did. I did like the, um, <laughs> the, 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 the glaring, Examples of like commercialism yes. throughout, throughout that entire I, the entire movie where it's I like did too. the the Samsung Entertainment Paddock or whatever right and like and how like <laughs> was it Pepsi was like sponsoring the next dinosaur <laughs> yeah like like uh, I forget the actor's name but he's uh, he was the guy in Let's Be Cops oh Jake Johnson he plays the best character in this movie yeah he he really does I really liked his character and the way he interacted and how you know he I felt like he kind of like. Sp- Spoke somewhat for the audience of being like, you guys are gonna do what now? And like, you're gonna do this. And also, yeah, is well, he straight up has that that one exchange where he's wearing the Jurassic Park, Park T-shirt. Yeah, and Bryce Dallas Howard says, "Are you really wearing that?" And he's like, "What?" She's like, "Isn't that in bad taste?" He's like, "No, I mean the first the first park was great. I mean the dinosaurs they weren't like genetically created. They were like real dinosaurs. Yes, exactly. And I was like, that's perfect. That is yes. really great. He's speaking for the audience, right?" It was, it was good stuff. Yeah, and 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 him being like the, I guess you could say like the hippie anti-capitalist character, and wearing Jeff Goldblum style horn rim glasses, which I thought was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. And he had one of like the books that had Jeff Goldblum's character on the back of it, which oh, I didn't popped see up that. all over the movie. You had like Ian Malcolm books all over the place. Oh, I didn't see that. You didn't see those? Uh-uh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. shit! I wish I would have looked. I wish I would have noticed that. I didn't see that <laughs> yeah. at all. You know. uh Overall, despite what I didn't like, I, I still, you enjoyed I, it. I still love you enjoyed this it. Film. Um, I enjoy a lot of the the dinosaur stuff in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved the fight at the end. I still yeah. really like the fight at the end. I didn't like the way it ended, but I really like the fight. Uh, I love T Rexes. They're my favorite. So the moment you know T Rex comes out, spoiler alert. Yeah, it, whatever. It was, but when the T Rex comes out, I'm like hell yeah! I get a big dinosaur yeah. boner once yeah. that happens. Um, the uh, the the whole Chris Pratt and the and the and the Raptor Pack thing, the, the it made for a great trailer shot. Mm-hmm. But when it's happening in the movie, I'm like, this is kind of this is kind of dumb. <laughs> this is kind of dumb, and it 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 works to very little payoff. Uh, I want to point out one thing that happens in this movie at the very beginning, and, and it happens so fast that some people might miss it. When Bryce Dallas Howard is in the control room, she's talking to Jake Johnson, and he goes to reach for one of his dinosaurs, and she pushes the trash can over with her foot, and then he knocks over his his cup, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh. And that, like, indicates that she can kind of, like, 
she's got a great sense of things happening before they do. You know, like uh, she yeah. can, she can kind of like predict stuff happening. Um, she, she's just got a good state of mind of things around her. Yeah, she's she's very self aware. Yeah, very well, very not just self aware, but, but aware of, of, her, of her surroundings. Yeah. They don't play off of that at all. Yeah, at all is, in this whole movie. Is, is I gotta say is because they were not only because not because before she does that scene where she kicks the trash can over, they're talking about chaos. You know, they're pretty much alluding to chaos theory that uh-huh. Jeff Goldblum's character was yeah. constantly going on about. And it was like I was like, great, you know, they're they're going to continue to play off of this, and you know, I, okay, I know that means I'm going to see some of the same themes and ideas, but. I'm okay with it because maybe they'll play it off differently. And you're right, they didn't. No. You know, is hi, is is him being in the control room? Is like he should have, you know, he should have been the one out there, like, you know, relaying all these like different theories of like, you know, we'll try this because this theory dictates this will happen in this, you yeah. know. And so, I, I, yeah, they 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 alluded to it and then they didn't, you know, continue it. That was a little bit uh, of a disappointment, um, you know, but. Still, it had dinosaurs. Are you are you seriously going to tell me that the old visitor center of Jurassic Park is just going to sit there on the island and rot while they build an entire theme park and not like clean it out? Yeah, <laughs> they're going to just leave it. They're going to leave it the way it was completely after it was abandoned twenty years ago. Yeah, <laughs> don't talk about that <laughs> because like. In reality, that is kind of number three for me. But like, <laughs> don't talk about it, Joe. Or when Nathan and Gray were like, "Remember when we, we souped up Grandpa's uh, El Camino or whatever it was that they were talking about his Malibu, and they fixed up the Jeep to drive it away?" You know, there was just it was just like twenty years that Jeep was sitting there, and they were just able to change a battery out, and it was like, "All right, let's drive this." Well, back. they Go changed back. it out with a fresh battery from what. Although, I don't know if a battery from a golf cart could power like a fucking 92 Jeep Wrangler. Like, what? I, I don't know. I really don't. I don't even think they would be the same. Like, I think they would, like, set it in there and it would just fucking just, fall through. Fall through it. Because it's the much smaller pattern. Uh, they were just little, those are my little nitpicks. Um, no, and those aren't really actually reasons why I, I didn't like the movie as much mm. this second time around. Um,. You know, maybe if I get a little, give it a little more time, I'll come back around on it. Uh, but to me, I, I really, I can't put this too much higher. Like I, I put it higher than two and three, but not, not by much, not by a whole lot. Uh, I, I disagree. Is I'm like you. I don't put it. You know, one is still way above all, all, mm-hmm. uh, all of these other three films that have come after one. One is still up there. You know, um, and Jurassic World is number two now in, in my book. But while it's not up there with one, I still think it's far above Jurassic Park two and three. Yeah. You know, it is like, come on. Like, just, we, we were, we were at least a T Rex in downtown LA. So you're essentially San, just San Diego. What the fuck ever. California. <laughs> you're, you know, it's like, or was it San Francisco? I don't, I don't know. know. I think but it's, but it's, it's like you're you're essentially doing what King Kong did, except for you're replacing a giant ape with a dinosaur. Dinosaur. You know, come on. And like, I, I don't know. I thought I thought Jurassic Park two and three had like way more like what? No, nah, come on, guys. Like, I thought I had way more of those type of moments than this film did. Uh-huh. And 
So and and I, I think the story was better. You know, is 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 what, what, what was the story? What in this one? Uh huh. American greed, buddy, is like is is that's what I think the story was. It's the story of all of them. That's true. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to convince you to not like the movie. I think it's cool that you like the movie. I liked it when I first saw it. Uh, I like it a little less now. Uh, I mean, like is, I said, I might come back around. I still recommend that you go see it. I oh, recommend yeah. that you go see it. I even thought that 3D looked great. Yeah, is I was upset about the rumble, like the rumble aspect of our experience. Should have had more rumble. Exactly. Like there were a couple scenes where I was like, American well, Sniper had more rumble than this movie did. That that was exactly what I was thinking. Is like is you know a movie where like two hours of dialogue has more rumbling in it, and we have a dinosaurs like we're you know there are scenes where people are driving alongside of dinosaurs yeah. and there's no rumbling going yeah. on like what the fuck kids are riding on top of little triceratopses there should still be yeah. a little bit of rumble going on yeah exactly mm -hmm. exactly yeah B uh, they're riding on a, like monorails either if they're riding in a jeep chris pratt's on a motorcycle we yeah. should get some rumble from that exactly yeah, ex no. exactly uh but so i would definitely say go see it if you want to if you enjoy 3d yeah see it in 3d i think mm -hmm. i think it's worth it i would like to see it on like an official imax screen yeah because you know our the screen at our theater that we saw it at Larger than normal, but I don't think it's an official no, IMAX it's not size. Official IMAX but it still qualifies as the large format theater. Mm -hmm. But I think seeing it on an IMAX theater uh, screen would be fantastic. Yeah. Because you know, you can just to show exactly how you get a better sense of how big these dinosaurs right. really are. I just want to reiterate. I just feel like in a movie like this, in like Jurassic Park, you know, when you've got you get dinosaurs that are getting loose. And, and I think Jurassic Park did it the right way. I think the first Jurassic Park did it just right. You got a, a greedy guy. He's not an evil person. He's just a greedy guy. And because of circumstances, he's turned off the power to this or that. And that's what's caused the dinosaurs to get loose. Mm. You know, and that's kind of the same thing. You've got it starts off with like a, a rough circumstance. And that's how the dinosaur gets loose. And if you keep it like that, that's smart. That's good. You don't need, in a movie where you're already dealing with a dinosaur that's loose and hunting people and hunting other dinosaurs, you don't need other antagonists that are running around now trying to work against humans. Right, let the that, dinosaur let, be that. Exactly, let the dinosaur be that. Um, and, and before, I think we do need to focus on B.D. Wong. <laughs> we need to focus on that before we cut this off because B.D. Wong in the first Jurassic Park movie plays like he comes back he is the the returning character now yeah. in this movie yeah he's and he was like this oh good you you guys are here i was hoping you'd show up and they'd hatch before i had to leave and he was the sweet doctor in the first movie and now like he's a bond villain in this yeah yeah it's like it's like what happened Be you know what happened to you man like <laughs> i yeah. couldn't i couldn't help myself in the middle of the movie i was like did they bring back the rape kit? <laughs> did they did they do up the rape kit on the dinosaur? Yeah. Uh, so I I had a problem with that. We had we had like two or three like villains in this movie that we didn't we didn't need we did not need to have that. Right. It's just just let the dinosaurs do their thing and have you know you could have a greedy guy. You could have B, you could have BD Wong be like the dude who's like okay I need to get the embryos out of here. Yeah, focusing on getting the scientific stuff out, and he's focusing on like helping salvage the DNA instead of helping save the people. Right. But to actually work at odds against the people trying to save humans, 
man, you don't need that in these movies. Right. Uh, all right. So to echo what you said, yeah. Uh, totally worth seeing this in 3D. Maybe not worth seeing this in, in a theater that has like the rumble seat function no. or whatever. Um, but yeah, no. I, even though it's not, it's not as good as I, it's not as good as it was the first time I saw it. I still worth paying full price to see it. It's yeah. it's a summer movie. It's it, it's a spectacle. What, comparing now, let me ask you this because it set a new record, beat Avengers. Two, uh, $208.8 million, new highest-grossing film opening weekend of all time, beating the Avengers. Do you think it was better than the first Avengers film? No. I don't think it's better than the first Avengers movie. I'd put it on par with the second Avengers movie, and I still think Fury Road is the best movie of the summer. God, dude. I Yeah. I, I'm dying to see Fury Road again. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, I really am. Uh, do you have anything else on it? Nope. Have right. a tar- hard time believing that uh, the Melissa McCarthy movie Spy is rating higher than this one. Wow. Spy? Fucking 95% by critics on Rotten Tomato. Can, no, 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 no. I can't believe this. Cannot believe this. No, you could turn that around and show me. I still won't right believe there. it. I can't believe it. It's 85 it. with critics. No, no. That's, that's audience. Oh, audience. Critics, it's 95%. How is God. that doing better than Jurassic Man, I World? I have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll agree with you on that, is that it's on par with the second Avengers film. Yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah. Right. I, go, I say go see it. There you go. Uh, all right. So, even, <laughs> while, while we disagree as far as our taste, we agree as far yeah. as eh, at least go see it. Different reasons. Uh, okay. Well, we are Afternoon Delight. We'll catch you next week. Afternoon Delight. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.